Okay. Well, let's have a word of prayer and let's ask the Lord's help here. And we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, we uh, we are coming asking for your help. Lord, we uh, ask for your, your guidance here and our discussion and pray that you make it um, edifying, grant to us understanding of your word, the passages that we'll be looking at, and uh, guide us uh, in our thinking, help us to uh, discern and interpret and apply correctly, and to use all these things with, with the end of, of glorifying you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay. All right, I thought I'd come back to this tonight because mainly what we did last week was kind of read through it um, fairly quickly, not not real fast, but I mean we just basically read through it. Um, so I thought, you know, if you that way, if you had opportunity to look at it uh, over the over the week, if and maybe had some questions or something, we can deal with that. And even if not, we can just kind of. Uh, look at some of the passages that he mentions here. And let me just say this before we start. All I, the reason I used this was basically just as um, as an introduction uh, to, to uh, some things we're going to be talking about. So, so it was just, you know, I read it and I thought, well, this is a good, concise uh, statement um, about the subject. So I thought it would serve well as, a, as an introductory um, article. And then we can we can go from there and look at uh, different passages through in the Scripture. So, I'll start with that. Any, any, it, it, anybody, any, any questions or, or comments on anything that we, we, that's here that we discussed last week? Or that's just here. Maybe, maybe we didn't get to it. But for, for now, it's, well, I'm, I'm, here's what I'm thinking about doing, looking at, at various aspects of church life. So, yeah, Joe asked me the other night, what title do you want to put on this series? So, I said, Church Life church life, uh, you know, but, but for now, the, in particular, the next, mm, probably at least the next couple weeks, um, we're looking at, um, at el- church elders, or you might say something like, why elders, or something like that, but church, church elders, biblical eldership, so good, good question, any question, you know, we're not in a, at least my thinking on this, I'm not in a hurry on this, so any, any questions are fair game, and uh, comments feel free. I'm not going to, my intention is not to be rushing through here. Biblical elders. It's a good good uh, title for, for this uh, this part of it. So this is, tonight is basically part two of this, and, and still um, considered somewhat introductory, because as I say, I was just kind of using this sheet to, to familiarize us um, we were, we we're looking at this in our class as well, 5 p.m. class, and, and you know, I was telling them, I, I, I've, I've been looking at this for, uh, for years, for years. Not this article, but I mean this subject. <laughs> I've been looking at this article since last week. Uh, but, I, but I've been looking at this subject for years. Well, I'm saying that because I just want you to understand that I understand that it's 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 new to some of you, or or that it may be. Let me say it that way: that it may be new to some of you. Um, so so I'm I'm coming at it, understanding that. That's why I say I'm not I'm not in a hurry to, or to get through it or anything like that. Uh, I want us to look at the at the scripture, 
and I want you to have time to to um, consider these things, to to ask questions, comment. You know, we had some good comments last week. Um, that's good. I mean, it's good. You know, have have. Uh, what about this? What about that? It's good. And and like I say, qu- questions are. Uh, uh, probably should say. Almost any question is fair game. I'm just say that as to be on the safe side because maybe something I'm not thinking about there. <laughs> so I encourage questions. Okay, um, they're usually helpful. Helpful for me. Helpful for you. I think if if uh, if I can't answer something right away, then then I'll be committed to. Uh, you know, I'll say I'll I'll get the answer. I'll look at it and, and try to find out. Okay. So, with that, any, any questions before I get started here or comments? What just, anybody want to, just based on what we said last week or, or reading the, the article, anybody want to just, what is an elder? Anybody want to answer that? Just, you know, in your own words, briefly. Shepherds of the church, very good. Overseer, very good. That's another biblical term. So let's let's uh, let's do this. Um, maybe this will help with perspective too. I'm gonna use that big big capital S there because that that's gonna that's gonna represent Jesus. You know, he's the, in fact Peter calls him the, the chief shepherd. Um, so with with the big capital S there, that's gonna that's gonna represent Jesus. Jesus is the chief shepherd capital S, of the church. All right, so, so what we're going to discuss here is, is going to come under that. You know, the, the, When we talk about elders, shepherds, we're talking about under, under Jesus. Pastors, you know, church pastors, whatever. I, I, want, you know, I want to make sure that's understood up front because uh, I don't want to... That's one of those things you, you know, say, well, we assume, you know, but we don't want to just assume that. I want to make that clear. So, here, elders, church elders, biblical elders, um, and I'm, this is just kind of a refresher from last week, and then we'll, we'll look at some passages that, 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 that talk about it a little slower than we did last week. But elders equals, um, Sheila, you, Sheila said the term overseers. This is, this is another biblical term. And in the King James, it's translated bishops. I think that's really because of the time, the period the King James was translated. Um, you know, the, the translators are working under, um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for, uh, when the king orders something. Uh, directive, yeah, of, of the king and, and under the auspices of the Church of England, which has bishops. Um, and, and they have a, what we call an Episcopal form of government, like the, the Methodist Church does too, by the way. I grew up a uh, United Methodist, and uh, uh, the United Methodist is also Episcopal in its structure. Uh, the Methodist, period, not just United Methodist, but as far as I know, any Methodist, they're, they're, they're uh, Episcopal, Episcopal in their structure because John Wesley was an Anglican, by the way. He was not a Methodist. John Wesley was a, a Church of England. He, he never left the Church of England. They, they did uh, they did shun him. You know, they kind of tried to fire him, I think. But but uh, but uh, he never left the Church of England. George Whitfield never left the Church of England. 
they, they were Anglican preachers. Uh, but <clears throat> Wesley started the, the Methodist, it was more like a movement. I don't think he intended to start a church, but, but that's what wound up happening. And so they have, they have a similar structure. You know, they have bishops over, over their pastors. Um, so elders, overseers. And it, so again, and the reason I mention this is because that's just bishops is in, in the, if, if you use King James, that's just a translation of the word overseer. Um, the, the Greek word is episkopos, epi, which means over, uh, skape, where we get our word scope, you know, it's to see, episkopos, oversee. So, so, so the term overseer is really an excellent translation. It, 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 uh, it, it gives you the whole sense of it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it tells you not—it's not only the word, but it, but you, but it gives you a, a description built in. Uh, what's an overseer do? Well, he oversees. Okay, that's 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 a no-brainer. So there you go. There you go. Pastor is the next one here. Uh, elders, overseers equals pastor. Let's see. I'm going to put. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put pastor since that's the one we use commonly. But shepherd is the same same term. All right. The the the, the Greek term for shepherd, poimain, is um, the, the Latin version is, is where our word pastor comes from. But, but it just means shepherd. So I'll just put shepherd in parentheses here. So, um, so these are all the same. Office is what I'm, what I'm getting at when, when you're reading the Bible. Elders, overseer, pastor, shepherd... All the same office, all the same function. Um, or if you're using a, oh, King James, you know, you're going to see the term bishop instead of overseer, but it's still the, the same. I mean, it's, it's elder, bishop, pastor, shepherd. That, that's all the same function, all the same, uh, all the same office. That's my, my understanding. So when we talk about church elders, what we're talking about is pastors or overseers. Or if you want to use the term shepherd instead of pastor, we're talking about shepherds. If you want to use bishops instead of overseers, we're talking about bishops. Um, but it's, it's all the same. The, the, the bishops or the overseers are the elders, are the pastors, are the shepherds. It's, that's a different function. That's a different function. Yeah, great question. Yeah, that's, and, and, and that one doesn't really get translated. Uh, and in other words, what you just said is a transliteration they basically just bring the Greek word over into English. Um, diakonia is the Greek word. Um, and, and instead of translating it, which would, a translation, by the way, would be servant. Deacon is servant. But, but most Bibles, you know, because we use it in the English language now, uh, but they just brought it over from the Greek, deacon. All right, so elders is... Um, from a, from a Greek term that we get, it's the, the Greek word is presbyteros, but it's where it's where we get our term Presbyterian. The Presbyterians are called Presbyterians because they have they have that kind of structure, elder-led structure. Um, bishop, I already mentioned that. Um, Episcopos. And that's, we get our word Episcopalian, Episcopalian, 
Episcopal, you know, whatever. And, and that's why those churches are called Episcopalian, because they have an Episcopal um, structure. And what they mean by that, and I, and I don't agree with this, but what they mean by that is that you would have, like, let's say, let's say in, in the town of Halton uh, or in this region, you know, you've got all these different pastors. Well, over them, they've got a bishop, and, and he oversees, and that's why they use that word, he oversees these various pastors and their churches. That's an Episcopal form of government. That's what the Roman Catholic Church is. That's what the Church of England is. Yeah, it goes on up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the Roman Catholic Church, yeah, you finally you, you climb till you get to the Pope, all right? But um, I, I don't know how it all works in the United Methodist Church. I don't remember, but but uh, uh, in the in the Episcopal Church, yeah, you've got a, the local bishop is over. Uh, I mean, he's over uh, like a region or whatever. Uh, the, the Episcopal Church doesn't have like they sort of do and they sort of don't. But you got the pastors and you got the bishop. They don't have like a pope. I mean, the Archbishop of Canterbury is uh, the head of the Episcopal Church, but he doesn't really have the same type power that the Pope does in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but, you know, that's why they that's why they use that term, because, you know, you got all these pastors under a bishop, and and that's their idea of overseership. So, so, so you got the pastor over the local church, and then you've got all these pastors of local churches under a bishop who would be in, you know... Uh, the overseer at the cathedral uh, in those in the Episcopal Church and, and the Roman Catholic Church. That's what a cathedral is. That's where the the, the bishop is the seat of the bishop. Um, so uh, the head honcho in that area. Um, so elders, Presbyterian, Presbyteros, overseer, Episcopos or Episcopal, pastor. Um, the word is poimene. Poimain is the, the and like I say, really, really that means shepherd. That means shepherd. So um, he shepherds the flock. Yeah, but they're the same. Now again, I'm, what I'm saying here is they're, they're the same, but you're, you're just getting two different labels for the same thing, and it helps with job description too. Like I say, they oversee the flock. What's the shepherd do? Oversees the flock, but but it, but you get a little bit different nuance. You know, you think you think it, the scripture uses the term shepherd. So I mean, like I say, it helps helps us understand what the pastor does or what the elder, or the overseer does. Overseer is the same way. It helps us understand what what he does. He's an overseer. What's what is the elder? He's an overseer. He's a pastor. So so he so he oversees the flock. He shepherds the flock. And the way I always like to. To, to break this down for a simple job description is um, um, lead, feed, protect, care for. That's, that's the, all these guys, elders, which are, like I say, they're one and the same. Elders, overseers, pastors, shepherd. I'm not Episcopalian, so I don't believe in the hierarchy thing. Uh, I don't think the scripture teaches that. Um, 
And, and yeah, and I probably should say it that way. When I say I don't believe in it, it's because I don't think the Scripture tells It's not just because I don't like it. But <laughs> I want to be clear on that. Uh, it's, it's not that I have something against it, you know, per se. It's just I don't think the Scripture teaches it. But um, what does the pastor do? Or, like I say, elder, overseer, pastor, what does he do? Lead, feed, protect, care for. This is the way um, Paul says it in Acts. God's flock. All right? The, the elder, pastor, shepherd, overseer, bishop, whichever term you want to use, here's his, here's his job description. Lead, feed, protect, care for God's flock. It's not his own flock. We were reading the last couple of days. We're, we're going through the... I hope, I hope y'all are staying up with that, by the way. I, passed, I know some of you got that printout for reading through the Bible. So we, we've been doing in a year, reading all the way through the year. So we've been going through Genesis and um, um, Jacob. Thank you. Jacob was taking care of Laban's flocks, right? So, uh, so he's what's he doing? He's leading, feeding, protecting, caring for Laban's flocks. Of course, in that that situation, it's not a perfect analogy. I mean, he's doing it because he's. He's working off a of debt. But, but originally, you know, the flocks weren't his. He's caring for Laban's flocks. Um, so, well, that's what, that's what an elder does, or that's what a pastor does. So, those things, maybe I should have left that part just for, but those things, elder, and I'll just use the um, main ones here, elder, overseer, and pastor or shepherd. One and the same. So that's why I was using the equal signs. Elder equals overseer equals pastor or shepherd. One and the same. And the job description, lead, feed, protect, care for God's flock. And, we'll, and care, yeah, care for God's flock. We'll, that's some of what we'll, we'll, we'll go through and look at in the Scripture. Um, kind of see how that... Well, see, first of all, if that's right, is, is that right? It's, it's certainly implied in the term shepherd, isn't it? But uh, is it right? And then we'll kind of see how it, how it plays out. Um, the mo- and I, told, I think I mentioned this last week, but the most used term in the Scripture is that one, elder. And, and you run across this one a few times. This one only once um, referring to... It's used a lot of times, but it's usually referring to Jesus. Like, like in John 10, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. Boy, man. Um, but it's used once referring to um, an elder, leader of a, of, of a local church. So, but, but it's become the most widely used, even though it's, it's only used one time like that in the Scripture. And that's fine. Like I say, they equal. They're, they're, they're the same thing anyway. It's just, just different words for the same thing. But you don't, typically you don't hear the word elder used as much, as widely used. Um, well, it's, it's used both ways. Now, what, what I just said, when I said it's only used once in reference to a man, I was meaning the noun. Now, let, me, let me give you that one. Um, we'll look at that. Ephesians chapter 4. But they're actually, 
Both of those terms, overseer and pastor, appear in both forms, verb and noun. So, to, you know, to oversee, I mean, you know, what's he do? He oversees. So, so that, that, verb, that, that's, that is in verb form in the, in the Scripture, <clears throat> as well as noun form. And same way with shepherd. Sometimes, like Jesus said to, Jesus used it when he said to uh, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, shepherd my sheep. That, but he was using the verb form there. What I'm going to show you here is the noun form in Ephesians 4. Okay, in verse 11. Um, verse 11. And he gave, talking about the Lord, the Lord gave to the church is the idea here. And he gave the apostles, prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up of the body of Christ. Oh, I'll stop there for now, but, but you see the word shepherds there. That's, that's the, the noun form. And this time, like I said, the other times that you see it in Scripture is referring to Jesus. Peter calls him the great, the chief shepherd. That's the noun form. John 10, he says of, of, of himself, I am the good shepherd. That's the noun form. But here it's not, this is the only case where it's not referring to you. I'm, I'm, I'm um, it, uh, I'm thinking I'm right on that. I don't think I'm mistaken there. Um, but this is the only case that's used in the noun form referring to a church leader, a, a man. All right, so, and, and again, that, that stresses the point, too, that what we're talking about here, since Jesus is the good shepherd and he's the chief shepherd, when we talk about a man being shepherd, and again, all, all of these are the same, but we're just using this term here for right now. But when we talk about a man being a shepherd, we mean under Christ. <laughs> under Christ. It's like, like Jacob taking care of Laban's sheep. You know, he's, he's serving, serving Laban, serving under Christ. And he's the shepherd of God's flock. Man's the shepherd, leads, feeds, protects, cares for God's flock. All right, so, so Paul says there to, to the Ephesian church that God gave four gifts to the church. So, so here they are. Some of you are going to think, I'm not very good at math, but, but I'll show you in just a second here. <laughs> Apostles, two. Prophets, three. Evangelists, and four is what? Pastors, slash, Teachers, and the reason we say that is because the structure of the Greek there. You got a definite article in front of each one of these. In other words, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists. Not, you know, just translating that to make some sense here. But, um, and then the there's a definite article, pastors and. Greek conjunction there is chi, but and the pastors and teachers. Instead of saying the pastors and the teachers, it's the pastors and teachers. So a lot of scholars um, think that, and I and you know I'm no scholar, but I but I do agree. I mean, just looking at it and then looking at the context and considering various things, like for example, what would act, what would actually be the the difference in a pastor and a teacher? That would be a tough one to. But anyway, 
Um, so the structure of the Greek seems to indicate that this is one office. Pastors. So, so we, you could write it in English like that with a with a hyphen or a slash or whatever. Pastor, probably uh, pastor slash teacher. So God gave to the church to train the church for the work of ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, um, maturing of the saints. That is for the for the work of the ministry, um, and that word is service for the service. He gave to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor-teachers to accomplish that. All right? Without getting into a, 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 a big debate here tonight, uh, y'all, which y'all probably wouldn't, I mean, you know, we don't have time to go way deep in this, but, but these three right here, there, there is debate over um, today. Do they exist today? Um, and... So, like I say, without going into all that, um, uh, let me just say that this is not in question. Nobody really questions that one, all right? Um, but, but do these exist? And, and you might be surprised that I've got evangelists listed there, but, but some people, uh, some think that that was referring to a, a specific office, in particular, uh, Timothy, Philip, and Titus. And, and they did have, uh, it seems, some, some uh, unique level of authority directly under the apostles. So, so some have, have suggested that, you know, this office of evangelist, um, you might, I, I guess, just you could say like capitally evangelist, is, is also gone uh, as... It, <laughs> well, we use the term other ways. Yeah, yeah, we use the term other. Yeah, I don't know where he would stand on that, but we we definitely use the we we definitely use the term other ways. Um, but for example, Paul tells Timothy, um, who who was a overseer, pastor in Ephesus. May have also, if this is a legitimate office, he may have also fallen into that category. But Paul tells him as a pastor, do the work of an evangelist. And, and we're all called to do the work of an evangelist. Uh, and, and what is an evangelist? Wins people to Jesus? Well, no, not necessarily. They, they, they proclaim the good news, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it, a lot of times we think of it as it's got to be like... Um, yeah, Billy Graham type, crusade type, or revival meeting type. But really, you don't find either one of those in the Scripture. It's just people going out and, and evangelizing, which the term evangel is, is the term good news. So There you go. Yeah, I like that verb. <laughs> it's made up, but I like it. Good, good newsing. Uh, actually, you know, that's kind of the way the Greek uses it in some places. Good newsing. Which word? Teacher? Yes. Uh, well, here it is. I'm, I think it is. But uh, no, y'all wouldn't say that in, in every place because sometimes uh, I'd, I'd have to look at that. You know, I'd have to see how it's used in the, in the noun form. That's, that's a good question. Um, but here, yes, in Ephesians 4.11, because I think he's describing one office there. So in other words, just for explanation, you could say, 
that what he's talking about there in Ephesians is apostles, prophets, evangelists, elders. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, overseers. You know, just for explanation purposes, you could, you could say that. Because a, an elder is a pastor teacher. An elder is, or, or an overseer is a pastor teacher. So, so, um, so there, yes, it's talking about the same thing. I was trying to think if there was any other use like that. Mostly, when I think of the term teacher, what's, uh, you know, usually you see it in the Gospels where it's referring to Jesus or something like, like Nicodemus was called the teacher of Israel. But I'm, I'm trying to think in the Christian context. Well, see, that's that's verb, but I'm, I'm thinking teacher. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of a of a of a. It's not used like a title um, in in any of the uh, the the church context that I can think of, except for that one, Ephesians four eleven, and there it's it's put together with the term pastor, pastor slash teacher. So it's almost like he's. Um, Sort of giving an expounding on the function. I mean, that is what pastors do. So, in one sense, you could say they're one and the same. But there are other teachers who are not pastors. That's that's the reason I'm being cautious there. For example, you know, somebody may. My mother taught Sunday school for I don't know 30, 40 years. She was not a pastor, you know, in the sense that we're talking about here. I mean, you might say, well, didn't she kind of? Shepherd the kids that she taught, sure, but but she was not a church elder, which which is what we're talking about here, and and there are other teachers, um, you know, in the in the um, churches, you know, men and women who who will serve and teach, uh, some some in church Sunday school settings, youth groups or whatever, some in uh, you know go into places like uh, like Sheila goes into Cata and all that, but but that doesn't make you a church elder. That's, that, that it does make you a teacher, but it doesn't make you a church elder. So in in Ephesians 4:11, he's he's talking about a church elder there, pastor slash teacher, which is evident by the term pastor. Okay, but that's that's all good, good good thinking. Talked about what? The scribes, the old. Yeah, and you're talking. Yeah, and that's in the Jewish setting. But yes, yes, yeah. And rabbis, you know, they they would come come to use the term rabbis during the uh, intertestamental period. You know, we would say between Malachi and, and uh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mary did too. Um, Rabboni. She used the Aramaic Rabboni, which is teacher. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. They had in those days. They had. Uh, I mean, that was common for them, though, because in those days they had school r- rabbinic schools, and you would like today. Um, it was a little more personal. Um, like today, you want to get an education, what do you do? You go off to college, right? And, and you're probably going to have who knows how many professors during the course of your studies. But back then, you would have, you would have joined yourself to a rabbi 
and followed him around and learned from him. Not, not from 9 to 2 on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, but seven days a week. I mean, what you see them doing with Jesus was how they did it. That's when Paul says, I was, I was raised in the city of Jerusalem, he says in Acts, at the feet of, of, of uh, uh, Gamaliel, that, that's what he means. I sat at the feet of Gamaliel learning. Gamaliel was a famous uh, Jewish rabbi, and that was Paul's teacher. Trained him up in Judaism. Similar, yeah. I mean, it was before they were doing that. That was a lot earlier, but, but, but similar, yeah. I mean, his mama dropped him off. Yeah, similar. And, you know, and, I'm, and, and that's good. I mean, I mentioned that last week, too, just to show that you, you um, that concept, the elders in the Old Testament and in the Jewish system are not identical to elders in the church. But it's similar. And so it does, I think, help to see that that, that concept was there. You know, there were, there were elders that helped Moses. There were elders that, even in uh, civil functions, you know, they, they governed the city the cities and, and things like that. So, you know, the concept was there. And there were, el- you'll see in, when you're reading the gospel, there were elders in the, uh, um, in the synagogues. There were elders in the city that, you know, they, they were causing trouble for Jesus all the time. Yeah, Jewish elders. Not exactly the same, yeah. It's, it's a little different. I mean, the church is not exactly the same as the old synagogue. And that would, if that's the case, um, which makes sense, by the way, if that's the case, I mean, to me it does, that would be one of the dissimilarities because um, I don't know how old Timothy was, but he was clearly young. Paul says that. He says, don't let them despise your youth. And Timothy was an elder um, at Ephesus. So um, the idea in the New Testament is more maturity than, than age and certainly not that age is irrelevant it's not but, but, but the main thing was maturity uh, spiritual maturity and so um, that's why you could have a young man like Timothy uh, as an elder pastor of, of, a, of a congregation you know, they were, in fact especially in that situation they're going into pagan places like Ephesus and and, and the Lord is, is uh, saving people. And so you, you, you have people come in, young and old, who don't know anything about the gospel, and they've got to be trained. Well, you, you can't let the old pagans who've just been born again five minutes um, lead and teach the church. You know? uh, but somebody like Timothy, uh, who was young but knew the gospel and was a mature Christian, he could. And Paul said, don't let them despise your youth. So... So yeah, so that would be one of the dissimilarities. It's not it's not an age thing. A- age is good, uh, but it's not uh, not necessary. Um, Paul says Paul forbids a novice. You know, don't let a, don't let a novice be an elder. But of course, here what we're talking about is not being old, but leading the church. You know, the the function of leading the church, pastor. So so it doesn't really have anything to do with with age. Here. In fact, I think when when Jesus, at the re- resurrection, um, 
probably all of the apostles were young. I mean, we're probably talking about 20-somethings and, and maybe 30-something-year-olds uh, when, you, when you think about Peter and Paul and these guys. I mean, because they lived a long time after that. <laughs> you know, they, they weren't 60 years old when, when Jesus was crucified. And they were leading the church at Jerusalem, you know, at that point. So, and other places as well. So, um, yeah, it's spiritual maturity. Any other? We're about out of time. So, any any other thoughts or questions? Okay. Well, we'll um, we didn't actually look at this tonight, but I, like I say, I, I'm gonna. At least it'll be my plan to have it with me. So if y'all have any, any, uh, if you read this and have any questions or whatever arise from that, feel free. But but I will be. Um, a lot of the the passages that he's that he's referencing here will be ones that we'll be looking at uh, that, that deal with the subject. One thing I might just mention real quick: we we um, <clears throat> we were just talking about this in our class back there. But first. Uh, and we don't, I mean, no, nobody here thinks the Pope is the head of the church, right? All right. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm just, we, we started with Jesus, right? And then, and then the twelve. And then, you know, of course, they were training people. And of course, you add, add to the twelve, Paul. Um, and then they were training people like Timothy and Titus. All right, but anyway, when the, these these guys were, for lack of a better term, if you understand what I'm saying, these guys were running the church. I mean, I mean, Jesus is the head of the church, and when when he was here in the flesh, he was teaching the twelve personally, and not only them. There were there were, we don't know how many were following him around at various times, but um, but he was teaching them personally. All right, but when he left, he committed that to the disciples. And, and by the way, when, when he ascended in Acts 1, uh, it's recorded in Acts 1, uh, it wasn't just the 12 there. Uh, you know, there were, it was more than that. And then there were 120 uh, in the upper room waiting for the gift of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So, so it, it, he, he gave them the Great Commission. He gave the disciples, again, not just the 12, but all of his disciples, he gave the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. All right, so, that, so they're, and they're doing that. And what you see in the, in the book of Acts is the, particularly in Jerusalem, you've got the, the twelve, mainly Peter, um, and then you can add to that James, the brother of uh, Jesus, who was not one of the twelve, but he but James became should have put him out here beside Paul, but James became uh, seems to be like the the senior pastor at Jerusalem. You know, when you're when you're reading, uh, he's one of the elders, he's one of the the apostle, he's an apostle. Um, but but he seems to be the lead guy. You know, he kind of takes uh, takes. It seems like he takes over uh, after Peter, sorta. Not not after Peter's dead and gone, but I just mean uh, he's still living. But it seems like it, it falls on James. Uh, that's the way the emphasis is in Acts. So so you've got the apostles in Jerusalem with basically Peter seems to be the leader, and then that kind of shifts to James, and then you've got Paul uh, and Barnabas. And they're going about. Uh, others, Apollos, they're going about preaching, and and they're training up guys like Timothy and Titus. But Jesus left, and He left that to them. All right, now they all died off. Who did they leave it to? The elders. The 
the elders. And, and you really see that, uh, well, probably in several places, but um, Acts 20, when uh, y'all may remember when we went through that, Paul is addressing the elders at Ephesus, and, and he says, you're not going to see my face anymore. Here, here's, what, here's what you need to do. He gives them warnings and he gives them exhortations because he knows from now on, he says, you've got to shepherd the flock. There's the, there's the verb form. Um, over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. So Jesus leaves it with the disciples. The disciples leave it with the elders. And, that's, and again, um, that's what Paul is saying in Ephesians 4 as well. God, God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers. Um, the, the apostles are gone. The, the prophets, again, people debate this, but, but at, at least I think in the sense you have them in the Scripture, they're, they're, they're gone. Uh, the word does get used in other ways, but the prophet, prof, apostles are gone. Prophets, uh, I guess, are gone. Um, evangelists, you, you might say, well, I, I think there are still evangelists today. Okay, but they, but they weren't um, leading the local body. At least that's not the, usually the way it's understood, right? They're, they're, they're going about doing, uh, focusing on evangelism. So they're, so they're not elders in the sense of, of leading the local body. So what you've got then is the pastor slash teacher, pastor teacher. That's who it gets left with, the charge of equipping the saints for the work of service is literally what it says. King James says the work of ministry. Equipping the saints for the work of service, for the building up, term edifying, where we get the term edifying, edifying of the body of Christ until we all come to maturity the idea there. So, so Christ leaves it to the disciples. Disciples pass it on to the elders. And that's what they do. Lead, feed, care for, protect God's flock. Now here's the passage I was going to read and then we're, we're done here. Paul's words to the elders at Ephesus in Acts 20, 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which He obtained with His own blood. All right. Let's pray. Father, we again want to thank You for Your Word and thank You for granting us this time together to consider these things. And we look to You asking that You grant understanding and help us this week, Lord, as we go about our daily business to, to be mindful of the kingdom, to be mindful of eternity, to be mindful of the judgment day, and, Lord, to, to be faithful witnesses, doing what Jesus has instructed us to do, to go and make disciples of all nations. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen.